It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside the Birds is back. What's going on, everyone? We've got Jeff Mosher here, Adam Kaplan sitting next to me. Not the uh, usual trio of suspects because Billy Osborne's going to join us again next week, Adam. But you and I are here, and listen, it's supposed to be the slow time, right? It's supposed to be that kind of dead period between the end of the season and the start of the combine where there isn't news. Well, guess what? There's news, and we're going to talk about it. We've got a bunch of things to go over. Um, We've got the Antonio Brown situation, which affects the Eagles because a lot of people think that the Eagles should go get Antonio Brown, and we'll talk about that. Uh, We've got a big trade that impacts Nick Foles, and that's obviously Joe Flacco going from Baltimore to Denver, and I know you've got some some information on that. Um, We've got some other things to talk about, including a carryover from last week's Inside the uh, Birds where I put a bet out there about the fate of Jason Peters, and you needed some time to figure out where you are. And then we also had a discussion about the cornerback situation that I think we we kind of should extend into this podcast because we were cutting it short. So so let's start there, all right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's start with the corners and Jason Peters. I've given you a week, right? Well, let's start with the corners because you want to start you, with the corners. You right. you exacerbated the situation on Twitter. I did. So just to give people an idea, Jeff talked. You know, he put a promo for the podcast, and he talked about smartly. He promoted that you and I had a debate whether That's you right. want to call it an argument or not is up to you about whether the Eagles need help at cornerback or not. And my point was this: Yes, they have depth, but they don't have anyone really could run now. Their fastest guy, Ronald Darby, is a free agent. He's coming back from ACL reconstruction. Jalen Mills is coming back from a broken foot. I don't know what kind of foot it is. You know, what, what, what it exactly it is. All I, last time I saw him, he was on a scooter. Mm-hmm. He never could run really well. That He was just a smart, tough player. Sidney Jones is the one guy who could run who's under contract, but he's a major injury history. Yeah, He's missed 22 out of 32 games. Yeah, there's a lot of question marks. Right. So, so Jeff, they, it is a need position. Is it number one? Let me ask you a question. But that's where I think our argument started. Right? That's where I want to go. Where would you, for, for, first of all, and I think you and I are both at least in agreement on the idea of best player available, meaning that if you're at, I think they picked 25th overall, Adam, right? And you're sitting there at 25, and let's say a top 10 corner is on the board. He just happened to fall because a bunch of D linemen went and a bunch of O tackles, and here's a top 15 prospect cornerback who can run, who can make plays on the ball, has all the great instincts, I, I'm not against – you You take that guy. You take it because that's the best player at a position that's really important in the NFL. But if you were to rank things, areas uh, that the team really needs to come out with upgrades, 
I wouldn't put cornerback, I don't think in top two. I still think they need a running back. I still think linebacker is a big need for them, especially if they lose Jordan Hicks because you're really only bringing back Nigel Bradham, who, who did not have a great year last year. Finished and wh- better, though. What I say is they have – you're right that they don't have guys that can run, and I'm not sure that that's the most important thing in a Jim Schwartz defense. I think – I don't he, agree with that. He prefers tall, physical guys. Actually, right? I I know – I talked to someone who coached with him, okay, mm-hmm. with the Lions. He absolutely would like guys who could run. Well, I mean, give but me he the doesn't make. He's not the head, a guy that can run. Uh, Darius Slay probably was with yeah, him. Maybe okay. the first year. He's he's a hell of a player. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Yes. But my my issue is this. He may not have had Slay. I don't remember or not. But but uh, he, here's what I know about Jim Schwartz. There are no defensive coordinators who say you know what? Give me guys who run the four sixes. I mean, it's ridiculous. It, he doesn't have any control over because he's not picking the players. Right. With Detroit, he had more control. He had say. As a defensive coordinator. You'll be asked to look at players. You'll go, hey, watch this tape. of Here are the guys we're looking at. Watch them. That, that's about the extent of it. And he'll give his opinion. But in the end, Howie Roseman has personnel control. He'll make the decision, along with input from Joe Douglas, his group, and obviously a Jim Schwartz. But in the end, it's hard to compete at a high level when you have guys who can't cover deep. You could scheme it to protect them, which is what Schwartz has done. This is why he's a very good defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. But when you go against guys six foot six one who can run, you look at Stefan Diggs, who could, the Eagles are going to face the, the Vikings, I think, again. Mm-hmm. The rumors whether that game will be on Thanksgiving or not. But Stefan Diggs could run. You, have, you need guys who can run. And I give them all the credit in the world. I don't know how the hell they, these young guys played so well as they did, and they did. But you're asking these guys who don't run very well to play 16 games at this level? Good luck. All right, but you had a guy at one point who could run. Now, he wasn't a very good corner. He was a young corner that they got rid of quickly. His name was Eric Rowe. He plays for the Patriots. He could run a lot better than Jalen Mills could. But Jim Schwartz, Howie Roseman, as a team, they decided that they were going to go with Jalen Mills. Schwartz did not want him. That's my Let's point. Call it out, yeah. It's about Schwartz's preference. He wants competitors. He wants toughness. And he prior look, go back to the Jim Schwartz model, right? Who who are the cornerbacks that have stood out under him? Cortland Finnegan. Now he could run, but he was more known for being yes. short, scrappy. Who he compared fighting. to? Who did he? Who did Finnegan? Who did he compare? I Finnegan remember to? he made a crazy comparison. Yeah. I can't remember who, but uh, I've talked to. I've actually had a discussion with Chuck Cecil, who was his defense yeah, yeah. coach, yeah, sure. about what sure. Schwartz likes. He likes all. Remember Alterranian Werner? Did I pronounce Alteran? Alteran Werner. Yeah, a guy who succeeded under again couldn't really run a not a four two four three guy. Tall, strong guy who actually didn't succeed when he signed away from Schwartz. I think he went to Tampa. So we see it here with Jalen Mills. So all I'm saying is you have some people who – you have some guys who can potentially run. Sidney Jones should be able to run. You're right. He's got to stay healthy. Maddox probably plays faster than his 40 time. I think everybody would say Avante Maddox deserves to at least challenge for the starting spot. Hell yeah. On the outside – wait, inside or outside? Start to challenge for the outside, and at worst case, put him on the inside. Yeah. I think he showed last year that through the ups and downs, he can. He's got to be on own. the field. He Avanti Maddox needs he to be has on the field. To be on the field. Yeah. They have to find out about Sidney Jones, and by the end of the year, the metrics. If you look at DVOA, the metric, and I don't, you know, it is what it is. It's uh, NF. By the way, that what you do, DVOA mm-hmm. from coaches is the most used metric by coaches. They uh, love it. That's correct. They, their DVOA was it's, better in December when you had Rasul Douglas and Avante Maddox than in earlier when you had Ronald Darby and Jalen Mills. So all right. I'm saying is, right. yes, you could get a uh, – if, if you could find a corner, that's run. But he really likes a tall physical one. So if you find a 6'2", 
210 pound corner who runs a 4 2 and you're not, well, you're not in getting the top those 10. guys. Yeah. That's, my, <laughs> that's exactly my point. It's, it's, it's like the Come unicorn. On, dude. Yeah. It's, it's the unicorn. They're not in position no. at 25th overall to get that unicorn. So, uh, again, I, would, I think that there are just other positions that are, to me, all stand right, out so, more. So, than they can so all right. I want you to rank. I want both of us to do this. So, you just because we have free agency is first up for us. Mm hmm. And that's by far the most thing that I'm invested in. This is this is really Frage's built my career. Something I depend on heavily because this is the first thing that comes up. I want to know your ranking of their team needs. Okay. Number one, running back. One, okay. Number one is running back. Number two is linebacker. I don't agree with that, but okay. One, one running back's right up there. Okay, running back, linebacker. Uh, how, okay. All right. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll go with it. Uh, how many how many positions am I ranking? All as many as you want. Yeah. Uh, I would say, I think safety is a really big need, but they did bring back Rodney McLeod, but they still really only have They two. need developmental safety in the worst way. Yeah, they yeah. really need safety. We know that they need a speed wide receiver. That we're, You don't have that at three, at least? I think, well, look, here's the thing. They were able to win some games. Now, it had a scratch and claw. They were able to win games Jeff, without it. I they don't scored know they, 30 points the last two the, games. Uh, but I think the loss of Rodney McLeod hurt the defense more so than the loss of Mike Wallace hurt the offense. Maybe. Never even had Wallace, really, for two games. That, that's my point. Yeah. You know, the loss of us, or the lack of an But if you receiver. would have had one, Jeff. Mm-hmm. There is no question the last two games that there was a problem with them with their ability to get the ball downfield. That's true. Now, I talked to a team who graded Nick Foles for free agency. They said the Saints game was not – Nick was not the problem. He said that they're, they're, the issue was no one could get open. Mm-hmm. They had nothing you, – you were not worried if you're the defensive coordinator, you're Dennis Allen. You didn't care about downfield. You were like keeping everything in front of you because you could. You didn't worry about you weren't you weren't being challenged. It wasn't Nick's fault. Their lack of speed, which you and I lamented the entire season. I give Doug Peterson credit and Micro credit for scheming it up. They finally got it together and and somehow got they were able to get enough offense. But the dam broke. Yeah, they don't have anyone who can run. They they just don't. Yeah, they need a field stretcher. I, I I'm fair with saying that that and safety can be interchangeable, like three A three B, whichever good. one you want. But those would be my top. If you three. didn't, I was I was going to smack you. No, the, the, those so those four <laughs> would somehow be my top three, and then I'd probably put cornerback in All right. there. Although, to be honest with you, Adam, I think it's fair to say... You're missing something big, well, and I'm stunned I, listen, that you're not bringing it up. This is the wild card. Defensive line could yes, be... Yes, dude! It, but listen, come if, on. The, if, if most of those guys come back, though, then it's not... You know, if they're somehow able to bring back uh, and retain Bennett and Graham and Chris Long, then it's not as much as those positions that okay. I just mentioned. Here's, so we, we'll do this exercise in three weeks and see if it's changed. Here's my issue with that. This is why I would put it up higher. One of the things that has made... Let's put it this way. Howie, the Howie Roseman who got demoted, whatever phrase you want to say under Chip Kelly, mm-hmm. and the Howie Roseman now, this Howie Roseman understands the big picture. It's not just about now. It's about, he's not just trying to, like Howie from 10 to 15 was like, okay, let's spend good money in free agency. Let's take a big jump this year. This Howie's like, okay, you know what? We do want to win this year, but it's not just, we want sustain, sustainability. Correct. And... That is why I think at defensive end, you mentioned Michael Bennett, 33 years old. Brandon Graham, who is up, who, who turns, what, 31? 31. Okay. Soon, I think, yeah. Chris Long, who's well into his 30s. Chris Long turns 34 in March. He's almost as old as you. Uh-huh. In, in, in dog years. <laughs> but, so, 
in the end, where you de- you have one developmental guy, and guess what? He's coming off a major surgery, Derek Barnett. Yeah, you actually, need- both of your even if you want to throw Josh and Hart Josh in, uh, Sweat, Sorry. Sweat, they know nothing about him. It'd be nice to have Josh Hart here on the Sixers. Josh Hart, yeah, a good yeah. point guard, but nevertheless, they need younger players. Yeah, and until you get those players, Jeff, it's hard to in a year from now when all these older players are done, mm-hmm. you better have guys ready to step in. You mentioned you're right. Where's that developmental safety? They it's don't the same, have one. I was about to say, it's the same argument at linebacker and safety, is it You not? nailed they that one. They just don't have young developmental now, guys. Okay, let's get to <laughs> linebacker before we move on to the second subject of the show. Uh-huh. Hicks, to me, is a guy that, how are you going to pay him based on his injury history? We know before we, the spate of injuries came to pass, this looked like, like one of the best middle linebackers in the football, not just one of the best young guys. Yes. The turnovers. The sacks, everything. He was not the same player last season. Period and a story. True. And All true. you gotta be careful of with how you pay him. Bradham, who you mentioned, talking the Eagles about him. They thought he closed the season very well. You're right. Except for the the, the yes, I agree. Except the New Orleans game. He was awful. Had some mental errors. Yeah. Whatever. But they thought he rebounded nicely. Middle of the season, thumbs down. Right. Where I'm not saying he would have been benched. But if they would have had a young developmental player, he might have been in trouble. Yeah. It's almost like, though, it took the broken hand against the Giants for him to actually start playing well, which is strange. He started playing better as soon as he broke his hand. And funny, two out of the three starting linebackers, technically, Grugier Hill broke his thumb. Right. And Nigel broke his hand. But you're right. It's definitely a neat position. But we know historically the Eagles don't really put money into linebackers. Correct. It started with Joe Banner, how Roseman took over that moniker. I don't see it happening. I see them drafting. The game has changed, though. I would say, and I think you would agree, that this game is not played outside the numbers as much as it used to be. It's played across the middle to tight ends, to running backs. You need, you need cover guys. coverage linebackers. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So, all right. So, that's good. Uh, listen, uh, it, I think with this, when you identify needs, there's always gray areas and room. So, I would, I would agree with you that they definitely need youth and developmental players on the defensive line. If they happen to bring back most of the guys, they can get away with another year, but you're absolutely right. And, and it'll be interesting to do this in two weeks when we see more, uh, or maybe two weeks into free agency, when guys come and go and to see where they're at. Uh, real quick on the Jason Peters. I've given you a week to either get on my side of the fence or stay on your, or get pick a side because you're in between. We're either going to get a bet out of this or we're not. <laughs> so I say the Eagles will cut, will, he will not be on the 53-man roster in 2019. Where do you stand? This is where I'm at with it. If you looked at free agency for left tackle. Yeah, but in fairness... While it's not good, you have no idea in the next two or three weeks who might become available through either release or cap casualty. I don't expect it to be great anyway, but I've already outlined my plan for succession. So I'm going to send you my golden sheet, my I call the gold sheet, my Excel file, um, which is what I use to do my work. And I, I haven't done, I'm not done ranking them yet, but I, I've just kind of, I finished it last night. I started looking at left tackle because I had a feeling you were going to ask me about this. <laughs> And I'm going through a list of left tackles. You know, I have a list of players who are on a contract and, and their contract issues. Then I look at the free agent left tackles. Well, Donovan Smith will be franchised. That's, I'm told that's probably going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's the most likely scenario. It's not definite, but that's the most likely scenario. Trent Brown, who did a great job. I mean, really surprised. Jared Veldier is more of a right tackle than a left. He's right. Now Man, he would, I, it's amazing. I thought he was washed up three years ago. By the way, he nice would be a good guy if you're looking to get rid of Jason Peters or to reduce his role. Would have someone compete with Jordan Mailata. Sure. That would be a good guy to Remember, do it. that's my solution, right? Mailata, Big V, sign a veteran, 
and uh, maybe that's it, brother. I went through the whole list. Yeah. Not sorry, Ben Ajalana, former Villanova great. No. 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 Adrian Waddell. No. Tyson Brylow. No. (laughs) I'm going through the whole list. Greg Robinson. No. No. The former first round pick of the Lions, who's up. Eric Flowers. No. Now there are a bunch of left tackles are under contract that have their money becoming guaranteed on the 15th or the 17th of, 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 of March. It's very crazy. I looked through 1,200 contracts. Probably 500 of them have the same language in their contracts. You actually examined 1,200 contracts. I spent contracts. two weeks on this. Yeah, I did. That's what I do. This I'm like a different stuff. Maybe I shouldn't stuff. make a bet with you because now I feel like but, I'm but, not but, as but, educated. But, but, but no, this is why I do it because I want right. to know who might become free. No, that makes sense. And Donovan Smith's probably not going anywhere. Trent Brown is probably not going anywhere. The only right. guy I came up with is Jared Velder. Juwan James is more of a right tackle than left. Yeah. Um, could he play left? Yes. Which, by the way, you could sign a right tackle and then have Lane Johnson move to left if, as a last-case scenario, but if it's best for the team, they'll do it. I would agree with that. You and I have talked about Lane moving, potentially moving, but overall, it's a, they're in a tough spot here. Yeah, I never thought that they were going to address this thing as a long-term solution through free agency anyway. So so my, it, I don't want to call it vote. Uh-huh. To me, Peter's cap number... For a guy at thirty-seven, it's just with his with I, one thing we need to do is no because no one seems to know this. We need to find out, and we could go through game books. How many games this past season did he leave early? Right, that to me is not acceptable. Or late, by the way, if you're leaving in the third or yeah, fourth what, quarter, it's again, just again whatever it is, right? That can happen. I, I and I have the ultimate respect for Jason Peters. He's a mm-hmm. f- first ballot Hall of Famer, uh, probably if not the best trade in Eagles history. It's certainly top three. Right. I don't know how a trade could have been better than this one. I agree with you. That's probably the best. I mean, it's just, and they only gave up a first round pick. Eagles had leverage there. It's another story for another time. But Mm -hmm. they they don't have a lot of choices here. Uh, To me, I'm saying, Jason, here's the money. You come up with something that's suitable because Eagles still have to get under the cap. The the 20 million from Foles is off the cap right now. But if they franchise him, we'll see what happens there. But you better have a solution with Jason Peters here because that to me is. When we when we rank contract issues with the Eagles, it's top five. Yeah, right. Would top, you agree? Top, I would say top three. Well, other than Nick Foles, number one. Okay, yeah. so it's maybe two. Yeah. Although Nelson Aguilar, close to ten million, is an issue. Nine point three seven million. Yeah. That's got to be adjusted. Right. Either you either he takes a pay cut. Right. We talk about Aguilar, or you you, you extend. You'll probably can't get an extension. He's a, he's a good player. I, I, I they, they like extension. him. Nelly's turned his career around. Bring him back. He's. I think his role could grow. Now that they're gonna. It's gonna be Carson Wentz going forward. We know that. Mm-hmm. So to sum it up, w- with Peters, they got they have to come up with a better contract for him. Okay, it's not a secret. I, I don't that, want to hear what the Eagles should do. I want to hear Adam Kaplan. I, I would move. Jeff. This is I bet. would if, if I were in church. If you if you're if you're my right hand man, I go Jeff. All right, here's our meeting. Yeah, what are we doing with Jason's contract? Right. My vote would be we need to adjust it. I want him to have a lower cap number. Right. I want it under ten million. I want it somewhere around six or uh, seven or eight million. Yeah. I'm not accepting that he leaves games too much. I that that that's our leverage. You point out to Jason here the, let's say it's six. We don't know yet. I, I'm going to look at. I'm going to make sure we have that for the next show. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's six times you left the games early. That's not acceptable. Jason, we like you. Uh, we 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 love you. We want you around for another year, but we're not accepting your cap number. Okay, and that's my vote. So. That's not what I really asked. The bet is what you, Adam Kaplan, do you believe Jason Peters will be on the 53-man roster in 2019? Yes. You do. I don't. So that's the bet. Now, now you pick the rest. Hang on. Hang yeah. on. 
Am I able to when I have the real information? Am I able to adjust it? Nope. This is just. Uh, Can I adjust yeah. it if I if I hear something? You you want to like nerd out of this bet, man? No, it's, because it's a fun because friendly bet. You have to remember. <laughs> I, one I of my know, last stories for you could hear something and look. It's, one of my last stories for ESPN was true. They he turned down a contract extension. Right, but they, this is more of an educated guess bet between two people. A total who, guess. Who, who are very familiar with how By teams way, operate. So uh, did, when you put me on the spot and I wasn't ready for it, I had to take <laughs> a guess. You said, "What are they going to do with Falls?" I said, "You said A, B, or C." I took A. Right. I said they're going to, they're going to opt in. I said I had not asked him that, but I said this is this is known the way that they work. They're not going to let this guy walk scot free, right? Okay, and that's just educate hypothesis and educated guess. All right, that's so my hypothesis. Back. I don't think he's back. Okay, you've been uh, wrong in every one of these. I know you're a vegetarian, the but we can probably find. A, <laughs> I have been, so I think we'll uh, find a good restaurant that we can make it work. And our listeners, I'm happy to pay for it. Our listeners, and then I will pay for it if I'm wrong. Yeah. So all right, let's go. Let's go on to the next thing because we talked about the corners. We talked about, and I I just really briefly want to get into the Antonio Brown situation only because I've, I've heard it all week where people have talked about the idea of the should the Eagles go out and trade for him. I don't have his contract in front of me. I do. I know that normally when you make a trade for a player, all the guaranteed money drains into the organization that trades him unless, there, unless yes. there's base salary guaranteed money. So what, if the Eagles trade for Antonio Brown, hypothetically, is there any it guaranteed won't happen, money? But yeah. I know. Is there any guaranteed money that they're taking in? Yeah, so let me let me just uh, let me dumb it down so people can understand. I don't want to complicate this, but the Steelers have a decision to make by March seventeenth. He is a two point five million dollar roster bonus due. Mm-hmm. If they decline it, he becomes a free agent. He, the, the contract's terminated. Uh, if they keep on the roster, they owe him the two point five million. Now, what they could do, and this doesn't happen a lot, they could go to Drew Rosenhaus's agent and Antonio and go say, "Hey, look." We haven't found a suitor yet for you. Are you willing to adjust the date of your roster bonus? This happens. Yes. Agents have told me this is the way it works. I feel like th- that A A B is in no mood to help out, even if it helps yeah, him. Yeah, but, but but no, but but he wants out. Right. If it helps him find a suitor to Not trade, sure, maybe it would. Okay, so it's due on the seventeenth. Mm-hmm. If he's on the roster, then they own the money on the se- on the seventeenth. Any part of it could be twelve oh one Eastern. They own that money now. There is. Just over $21 million of bonus proration on his contract. That the Steelers would have to absorb, Yes, right? yes. Okay. So they really... So no, no sweat for anybody who acquires him. Right. They don't owe him any... No. In fact... The it, question is, is there guaranteed money not on the base zero, salary? Zero. So, so here's zero. the thing. It's unlikely to happen. I don't think they'll do it. But if you, it, this is unlike the T.O. situation, right? Where Because if you were to trade for Antonio Brown... It's basically a one-year deal, and if he tries to sabotage your team and he's out, you don't take a cap penalty toward Correct. it. So I, it's actually a great contract so to trade for. No doubt. I wouldn't endorse maybe bringing in Antonio Brown because I think that they they can still be a good offense with just a little bit of an upgrade, as we mentioned at running back and wide receiver. He's incredible. But, but if they did it, my gosh, they would be a, an incredible team. So I I would not find fault in the Eagles for at least pursuing picking up the phone and finding out what it's going to cost. Here, here's so, so here's something interesting. So it's a trade deadline. I haven't talked about this before, so this is one of the things that I love about doing this podcast is... About to drop a cat bomb? This is just something that came to me. I totally forgot about this. So there was a player the Eagles were looking at who had some off-the-field concerns. Uh-huh. And Tony Burns, actually, if you really look at all the, the off-the-field stuff, m- it's mostly minor. It's kind of wacky more than, say, criminal the, the, or, the, or... Right, yeah. right. He, now, there's a domestic well, issue with yeah. the... the, yeah. the, the lawyer is adamant that that's not the case, right? Fine. Um... I've covered Brown since 10th, 10th Senior Bowl, so I know a lot about him. Self-made player. There's so much to admire about him. Right. 
you have to get through the the concerns, what's real, what's not. But I'll give you an example. So at at the at the trade deadline, there, there was a player that came on the radar, a player with some off the field concerns. I just know from talking to people close to the situation that they weren't going to go there. Mm-hmm. It just didn't sound like that. There's, I guess there's an acceptable level of that you're willing to deal with. Just seems to me like they don't look at the, it's that, that this locker room, you, you and I have talked about this before. It's more about Carson Wentz. Yeah. This locker and Doug room. And, how, and Doug. Right. You, and Doug, right. Correct. Right. Good point. There's something about this locker room covering this team for 20 years. It's, it's just, I, I don't know what, what's happened. Right. They've transformed this. I'm not saying it's the Patriots like it's the Patriots way. There's just something about this locker room and these players and how they respect each other and how Michael Bennett, who everyone said would be a problem, is co- everyone's completely wrong about that. <laughs> There's just something about it. So I, I, my sense is they're very sensitive to bringing the wrong people in. And I'm not saying Brown would be, uh-huh. but everything he's done on Twitter, bringing through the Facebook Live in the locker room. Yeah. It's not. It goes against what they Correct. what they do. So, so, uh, so that's yeah. why I want to bring that up. That's why they probably won't do it. And then I would also say that somebody is probably going to give up to get him. Maybe the Niners. Some a pretty decent pick to to have him on the team. I, I wouldn't. I don't I know the if Eagles, the leverage is there though, because here's the problem though. The leverage is with the claim. The te- well, the, if there's more the, than one team involved, that helps, right? Yes, it's it's no different with Foles. If the if the Eagles get more than the Jaguars involved, and we'll get to Foles in a minute. That the, the Steelers would have leverage. The problem right now is they're just they're, you don't have that. You need more leverage here. That's why for Flacco, the, there were other teams involved, but no one wanted to give the Ravens anything of note. Uh-huh. And that's why the Ravens said, "You know what? We got we have a fourth now. We could wait till the combine, maybe right. get a third. They just were done with it. I don't know if there's anything better than a third round pick for the." Okay. Based on what we know about the Brown and some yeah, of the issues. and I'd be, based on what we discussed about how much this team needs to replenish its roster with young developmental talent, I'd be on, I think giving up a third round pick for Brown, even though he's well worth it, might hurt them in the long run if Brown were to have some real issues that cause them to release him early. Speaking of that, the Eagles, multiple sources tell me that they, they project either nine or ten draft picks. Uh-huh. Which is with competitors. It's their... Their own plus compensatories. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't say for sure. They're not totally sure. Like you know, every team projects what they're going to get in compensatories. It's either going to be three or four. So we'll see. And you're right, Jeff. Mm-hmm. You're right in that this is a big year for them. They have a lot of needs, right? And they've got a lot of free agents. So and they've got depth issues. Resigning issues. Yeah, I don't. It's not that I want them to no. not be aggressive, and if I, I do think Howie by the end of this year uh, league or off season will probably wind up swinging a trade that helps the team. I just don't know. Like that, what? Well, I mean, I, I you know, I'm just generally speaking, Howie is known for making tra- whether it's a Ronald Darby, a D'Amico Ryan's, a, uh, a Jason Peter. I mean, he's made uh, a lot of trades to help improve the team in very creative ways. So I, I it wouldn't surprise me if he wound uh, up swinging a deal. Yes, but at some but, point. But what I think is, I think you're right. Your premise is 100% correct. This is they've been waiting for this year to have a lot of draft picks because mm-hmm. you remember when Howie took over, you have a Bradford. You had all of the moves that had been made to deplete their draft supply, and now they finally have it. They've been waiting for this, and now we're here. Yeah, could they package a couple tray uh, picks and 
get a player or move up in the draft, sure. Mm-hmm. But I know this, just my sense is from talking to people, they've been waiting for this and they're going to really exercise it because they, they have to get younger, man. You, how right. long have we been talking about this, them getting younger? Well, uh, for quite a while. Yeah. For quite a while. So they need to do it. All right, speaking of getting younger or, or at least getting rid of aging player, veteran player, Nick Foles, trade market. We just mentioned Flacco going to Denver. Um, that takes away one team looking for a quarterback. But I think that what, what I found interesting is that John Elway had said, I think to Peter King, that he was looking for a long-term solution. And I, I, maybe they see Joe Flacco as a long-term solution. I don't know. No. But it uh-uh. seems to me that, that Elway was speaking a little bit out of both sides of the mouth. And that that's common for executives at this time of the year. So you look at the Giants and Gettleman ha- and the Giants have, have put it out v- both publicly and then through media reports that they've watched tape on Eli, they think he's good, they think they can win with him, they're not looking to make a move. But I don't, if if the Eagles were to release Nick Foles tomorrow, I, I'm darn sure the Giants would be taking a look at well, him. Well, here's a, okay, here are a couple points here. Pat Shermer coached Nick Foles. You know who he also coached? Case Keenum. Thank you very much. Yeah. You know well Case Keenum played? Out of his yeah, he played freaking well. mind. I don't want to, cr- try NFC not to championship curse. game, but yeah. No, but, <laughs> but there were some, there were actually some offensive line issues. Right. Uh, they had, they, they actually was a, that one of the, the, the play when he got knocked when, by uh, Chris Long. Yeah. That was a bad call. They actually had, they had an issue with slide protection right. on that play. But I think that when you look at the Giants situation, Eli's on the final year of his deal. He also has a roster bonus they have to make a decision on. Mm-hmm. Um, they need help a quarterback. They need a developmental quarterback. They don't need another older quarterback. Yeah, but neither did the. That's my point. Neither did the Broncos. And yet they needed they went a quarterback. No, but they needed a quarterback. They had moved on from Case Keenum in a bad year. Right. And but uh, the Giants, you can argue, need a quarterback. I now, mean, Case I don't Keenum could be that, that guy. Really yeah. See Eli Manning tape and think that guy is definitely got it. Left. I agree with it, but right. here's the issue: Davis Webb did not work out. Who I liked, third round pick. He's now with the. I think the Jets. He. I think he's with the Jets. They don't have a developmental quarterback. They don't mm-hmm. have a two or three. They need at the very least they need competition for Eli. If they want to take a big jump this season, they should get in the, involved with the Case Keenum race or Nick Foles. Now, who had a better year under Pat Shermer when Shermer was an offensive coordinator? Case Keenum two years ago or Nick Foles in two thousand thirteen? Guess what? No, I know different offense. I'm just I no was just chip called the place. Well, I know. I'm just I was just right, right. But I, I mean, it would be very interesting to see which one Shermer would prefer and which one the or, and the, the organization would prefer. But I guess the point I'm saying is the Giants know, right? What's out there? And the and the, if the Giants say we're committed to Eli, and the Eagles think that that's true, not that the Eagles don't do their homework. Wow, we got some people running around here. Yeah, they're laughing, so we're good. So, um, <laughs> if the Eagles believe the Giants at their word, and they just say, "All right, we, we won't franchise tag Nick. It's too risky. We'll let him walk, but we're pretty sure he'll go somewhere else." Now the Giants could come and swoop in easily. That's all. That's all I'm saying is I, that. The, okay, so let me let me ask you this question. Not that they're the, the same. And nobody's talking about Washington, by the way. They I was just going to bring. Okay, so so be. let me ask you a question. Nick Foles obviously has shown us that he's got some way better ability than we knew. Mm-hmm. Do you really think for sixteen games he could repeat his success? He's not done. the The twenty thirteen success was based totally on on the scheme. Teams could not. Nick Nick's numbers what they were. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I hate saying that, even though I understand I know, what you're but, saying, because but that's the, the guy's still got to pull the trigger. Yes, you know I, mean? I get it. He yeah. threw the, made the passes. Yeah, but from a difficulty standpoint, it wasn't very difficult nah, compared yeah. to what he's had to do the last two right. years. And they had an amazing running game that he, year. Yeah, he played way better in these last two years. I know he didn't start a uh-huh. full season. He played at an exceptionally high level. We'll talk. We're talking at an elite level. Do you think for 16 games he could do that? Um, I think it depends on the coach, the system, and the players around him. If he went to Washington. 
No. If he went okay. to the Giants with Shermer, with Odell, if the Giants keep Odell, with Saquon Barkley, within a line that they are continuously upgrading, do I think he can play 16 games and at least make the Giants scarier than they were the last two years with Eli? Yes, I absolutely do. I absolutely do. Oh, so you're gonna, and, and okay, listen, if right. I'm running a team, I might say, okay, they're still not better than us, but I'm still trying to beat them. As, I'm still not trying to help that rival get better, but at the same time, I'm not trying to cripple my my salary cap. So it's a difficult situation. For so, me. so with Nick Foles, here's the story from a from a league perspective. Mm-hmm. Teams are probably more against that theory than for. Remember, Nick Foles was not supposed to go in the third round mm-hmm. in 2012. He's supposed to probably go in the fifth. Andy Reid made the call. According to two people who were in the room, and he kind of surprised everyone and said, "We're taking the quarterback." Mm-hmm. After Russell, they, Russell Wilson was the guy that they wanted. They foolishly thought they could he would last. That <laughs> they were wrong. So, just the people's narratives with this guy will not change. Uh, I agree. Now I'm with you. I think with the right coaching, Nick could play at a top ten to top twelve level for mm-hmm. a, a one season. He's never really done it in a real system, mm-hmm. in a drop back system. Or some people think he's a product of coaching, like with with Doug I Peterson think last calling the plays. Year probably should have dispelled that a little bit more. I, I agree with because you because he plays tough. It's like you know, the, let's not forget the Houston game. There's I'm nothing, just going to bring that up. Four hundred seventy-one about coaching yards. about taking that hit from Jadavian Clowney and delivering that perfectly Jeff, to Alshon. The problem with NFL people is sometimes they get a narrative and they won't change. Totally agree. Okay. Totally agree. I, if I've learned something, and, and, and people follow me on Twitter, I got into this big debate on Twitter about. Can you correct accuracy? Dan Dan Orlovsky got involved with it. It's another subject for another time. But to sum it up, Nick Foles will go to Jacksonville barring a shock. I, if if I that does not that. happen, Jeff, it would be not a surprise. It would be a shock. All right, answer this in five seconds or less. Yep. Does he go to Jacksonville via trade or via free agency? I can't answer that. No, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Are you, I, in, you, you yes, former ESPN guys are tough because you're afraid to say anything. That no, but I'll tell. If you. I know, I'll tell you. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. Either. He's going I'm to Jacksonville. That's why I didn't finish statement. Right. I don't know. One okay. way or the other, he's going to Jacksonville because I've heard this since the first week of January. Uh-huh. Had nothing to do with the guy who was added, the De Filippo. Right. There are multiple people. I believe that mul- would help, though. I would think. Obviously, yeah. it couldn't. Obviously, he has to give their opinion. He coached the guy for a year, but yeah, I heard this. Before I got the East West Shrine game, I had heard to two personal guys that I, that I trust. The Jaguars want this guy, yeah. and I go, "Why isn't?" I go, "Have you seen free agency?" I'm like, "I haven't done my <laughs> my list yet." He's the only guy out there who, of any worth. Yeah, you mean they don't want Ryan Fitzpatrick or Teddy Bridgewater? I'm well, shocked. Exactly. Teddy is young. That's it. But yeah, he right. Didn't that's exactly, it. Uh, everyone else in the season. Tannehill is under contract. We're talking about true free agents, right? And now Falls, because everyone knew Falls won't return, right? So. Nick will be a Jaguar, barring a major surprise, and you never know. Mm-hmm. You never know. All right, I'm going to run through you some names, okay? A couple of names that have come yep. up this week that were are available. Uh, a couple of them involving kind of Eagles connections. Vinny Curry, released by Tampa. Oh, yeah, right. Um, that was because they're going from a 4-3 to a 3-4. They were, he had discussions with the team. They said that there was probably not going to be a relationship there, so he said, well, can you then release me earlier so that I can at least get a head start do, on free agency. Do you know if they offered him a pay cut to return? Um, I was told I did not hear that they did because okay. I just heard, I, what I was told was that they just didn't feel like he was going to fit the system. Okay, even though he did, play I know he had eight sacks in the third, nine I think for Chip. nine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was as a D end and not as a. And he a, put weight on, by the way, if you remember, right. right? So here he is. I know that he has eyes on the Eagles. He's keeping all options open. Okay. But if the Eagles were to lose a lot of linemen, as much as they do need to get younger. 
and I wouldn't call him number one priority. I think it, w- it would be helpful to bring back a veteran experience in that scheme. He knows that scheme, the wide nine. Wouldn't um, cost him a lot of money. Yeah, it, for him to come back, it's going to come down to, I don't think they could do anything now. They have to see how, see what Chris, Chris Long, okay. Brandon Graham, obviously. Right. If everyone comes back, I just don't see it. Right. They need to get younger, not older. I agree Vinny's, with what, 30, 31? Vinny is 30, about to be 31, I believe. Yeah, th- yeah. this is not where they... they Talking to the Eagles, they want to get younger, not older. Sure. But they have such a special relationship with Vinny. I don't know how much people know this. They you do know, love him, yeah. Well, Vinny grew up as an Eagle fan. It's like right. one of these rare, rare situations. They love him. He still Gr- lives in New Jersey. Second-round pick. It yeah. really developed. Great guy. Hot, great motor. Did everything he was asked. Put away. Took off weight. There's not much more you could have done. He got a good contract with Tampa. Good relationship with Philip Daniel, by the way, who's now Philip Daniels, the, yeah, Philip Daniels, who yeah. is the defensive line. Okay, coach. is that right? Okay, yeah. good, yeah. good. So I, again, I think the only way it makes sense is on a very co- uh, team-friendly deal, one or two years, and that if they lose some of the two or three of these veterans, you get a veteran to replace. Um, Deshaun Jackson, he's wanted out of Tampa since before the trade deadline. Never got dealt. The Eagles need a speed receiver. You, you're, you're bullish on that. I, I agree with you. He still has it. He led the league, I believe, in yards per catch again. Yes. Yeah, so so here's my understanding of the situation when it comes to the Eagles and other teams. Every team that called the Buck, well, actually, I should say every team. In, in this context, every team calls every team at the trade deadline. Every team was told he's not available. Now, if he were available with the Eagles, if they were going to give him away, I'm sure they would have been interested. Right. Because that's what they were looking yeah, for sure, at the deadline. They wanted Robbie speed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good point. At a temple who could really run. Yes. So to sum this up, there's no way in hell they're taking him for one year at $10 million. That's what he's got. Not, they're not paying him. No, they're not. Now, if he gets released and he's available and they know they – obviously, obviously they know him very well, mm-hmm. uh, I could I, see them being yeah. interested for sure. Some people say like, you know, I'm talking about Vinny and I'm talking about Deshaun that, you know, you got to move – on to the future, you can't keep going back to the well. He, but dude, I think these are different. These are players who have you seen him play? Could he's, absolutely help. He has team. not lost anything. No, he's not lost. The only thing with him is always just staying on the field, thirty-two-ish. Right. You just need. He's an elite D threat. Like he is. He he's not because once he loses his speed, he's done because he's not physically big enough to right. to Great set ball tracker too. Unbelievable, a little guy. He's yeah. not. I've talked to teams for the last year. They said he's not lost anything. They just get concerned because he's had injuries. Mm-hmm. But so, so that's how about Bo Allen? Uh, I'm no. I'm going to switch it up on okay, you. Okay, go I'm ahead. I'm going to stay in Tampa. Though. All right, really. Now they're a three left? four defense. They've got a natural oh, nose. Oh, here we go, right? Gerald McCoy. Gerald, the, the reports are already out there that the Tampa Bay is, would would consider moving on. He has no guaranteed money left on his contract. So if you traded for him, he's thirties, brother. It's 31. It's not like he's 46. But why Why do you want them to get older? Because what I'm not. But what I'm saying is you've got Tim Jernigan who's on the books for $11 million. Yeah, he's nah, he's another guy. So what would you rather have? Tim Jernigan on the books for $11 million, Tim Jernigan back under a restructured deal, or Gerald McCoy on a one-year deal because, again, he's no he guarantee. He's durable, though. He's fairly durable. Yeah, Gerald yeah. McCoy next to, to Fletcher Cox. Remember, That's you're crazy. also trying to win, yeah. right? You're trying to develop, but you're trying to win. $13 million is his base salary. Come on, man. You, which you could sign him, redo the deal, make it a two-year deal, six million this year, six. But none of that thirteen is guaranteed. None, Adam. zero. So if he got yeah. cut today, you, he doesn't have that number is irrelevant. I'm not taking thirteen. No, no, no. But here's what I'm saying. Okay, you, you. I was saying tr- either trade or and restructure or try to. That would be an incredible twosome. I like. I never even thought about that. You bring it up. I, I would be. 
If you and I are running the show, mm-hmm. you're coming to my office. I'm like, here's what we're doing. I you want Gerald Jim McCoy. Love that too. <laughs> we're we're going to go to Gerald McCoy. I don't know who his agent is. We're going to go look. Here's what we're offering. Yep. We'll give you two years. We're gonna we're not taking you at 13 million. We'll do it eight million. We'll give you. We'll put in bonuses to get you up to 13 million. Right. Take it or leave it. I, yeah. yeah. I, would, I would be. I would be interested. Isn't yeah. that similar to how Howie went and got Michael Bennett? They wanted to get rid of him. They were you know moving on. That he got him. They immediately redid okay. his deal to lower the cap number in the first year. So I mean, one of these old guys has. You, you can't have four, five I guys. That. I already said you're doing this under the. Under yeah. the idea that Tim Jernigan is not back. Okay, I see. Yeah, sure. you na- listen. I get young Too many talent. All guys, bro. You name me an interior lineman that they're going to have if Tim Jernigan is not here after Fletcher Cox. What are we talking about now? Trayvon Hester? No one. There's no one left. Nobody. They have nobody left. So yeah, you, you're right. Yes, I agree. You've got to focus. That's why on I bought a Bo Allen because if I he think, became available. I, think you I don't use, know if he yeah, is. you use your first round or second round pick on one of these historic defensive linemen, but then you also bring in. Daryl McCoy at a real discount rate. Oh, boy. Uh, just, That's I, an interesting thought. I, I didn't think thought about is. that one. Broncos re- cut, uh, are releasing Brandon Marshall. Oh, the inside it? linebacker? Yeah. Yeah, he had... Um, Brandon Marshall had a... Uh, let me see. what Did they release him yet? Or that that's out there? I believe they, the report came out today, and today is Friday, that they are going to release him. Yeah, so Brandon Marshall... That they've told him that. Yeah, they have. he has a $6.5 million option. Yeah. Uh, which... They had to make a decision by March 12th on it, mm-hmm. so they're not going to pick it up. He's a good player. Good player. Yeah. You lose Jordan Hicks, all you've got is Nigel Bradham. Yeah, I, I'm very careful of how much I invest in middle linebacker position, especially right. with guys. Marshall had um, Marshall missed some time this season. Yeah. Um, he's older than he's Hicks. Not, he's not number one on my list, but yeah. he's, he's a consideration interesting on a one-year yeah. deal. Interesting, yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's go to fact or fiction. This is going to be a good one, right? Do it. All right. Factor fiction, Adam Kaplan. The Eagles' best acquisition this offseason will come via a trade. Fiction. Okay, I say fact. I'm not counting Nick Foles to Jacksonville. No, right, we're not counting. Acquiring. No, the acquiring. Yeah. The best player they wind up acquiring. Really? But- I say fiction. Okay. Why do you think it's fact? Because I think with their limited funds, they're going to be looking for Michael Bennett type of play uh, players where they can bring in an impact player who's on the outs for whatever reason somewhere. They did it with D'Amico. They did it with Jason Peters. They did it now where they did it with Michael Bennett. Um, there was a trade at wide receiver that they made uh, in the past few years. Not T.O. I forget who. But I think that this is an area that I think there will be an area on team that we will be surprised about. That they Let me ask you a question, trade. though. On the surface, you need mm-hmm. it's an impact, but like Ronald Darby did not at the time. Darby, that was the one, Thank right? You. At the time, the Darby trade looked like it would be an impact because he's a good young corner. He's not played even before his injury. Correct. He not played to the level they were expecting, so it didn't turn out to be the impact. Okay, that's fair. I mean, you might have. You're right because the answer changes at the time of the Darby trade. That's a, that's a huge impact. Two years later, it may not be as big as, as not we what we were expecting. Exactly. Yeah. So, but I just I do I guess that's my way of saying I think still how he's going to swing a trade. Second thing. He will. He'll do one trade, but I don't know how big of an impact it'll be. Fact or fiction, Heisman winner Kyler Murray will be a top five pick. Fiction. Top top half of the first round. Okay. I say fact. I think somebody will trade up with one of those teams that doesn't need a quarterback and take them in the top five. We'll obviously talk a lot more about that after coming out of the combine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Last one. Fact or fiction, the Steelers will win another Super Bowl before Antonio Brown wins. With wherever he goes. Yes, they will. Yes, fact. I agree. Fact. Fact. Just like the San Antonio Holmes thing. They dealt him and won a Super Bowl. In the I know Jets. San Antonio. I like yeah. San Antonio. I like him too, but you know, the Steelers persevered. 
All right, last part will be our Ask the Insider question, and we've got one question that came to us, Adam, uh, from Brandon Allen, at B underscore Allen 91 on Twitter, and he says, I know we don't know what the board will be, but what position would you draft a 25, assuming that most options there are good, I think D-line, tackle, or end? Adam? All being equal, D-line. I agree. I think Brandon's on to something. It's going to be a tackle or a defensive end. You, you, how he learned under Andy Reid and Joe Banner, you, you start inside, inside out. out. Yep. You always, always, and I know that Joe Douglas, talking to people who worked with Joe Douglas before, he has that same philosophy. That was their same philosophy in Baltimore, and I believe that that's the way you do it. And God, they have to get younger, man. Yes. I'm sorry for keep saying that, folks. No, but listen, you can't. I don't think it can be stated yeah, enough that they I'm a little really bit broken record. Younger. But yeah, they. they, they I love the Jeff <laughs> suggestion with General McCoy, but I was expecting that. That would be pretty cool because you, you saw at times when Adama Sue brought it this season. He didn't bring it a lot. Yeah, you put him next to Aaron Donald. And, and the, the problem with the, the Rams is they didn't have outside pass rushers the Eagles do. Right. And I would just say go back to uh, two year, well, 2017 when the Eagles won the Super Bowl with a healthy and productive Tim Jernigan next to Fletcher Cox. They were number, what, three against the run. They were a dominant run D. Uh, and this guy, McCoy, can also rush the passer better than, than Jernigan can. So that High character be, guy. He's a r- yeah, great, great guy. guy. Great, great football guy. player. Don't think he'll be Hall of Fame. He's kind of what I call the step under that. I guess we'll see how the next three years. Yeah, he's got he's six. Really good. Him, yeah, so he's he really good. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, sure. I think he'd be rejuvenated in Philadelphia. All right, so that, that's that'll be it. That's it for I think Brandon Allen's question is yeah we both agree defensive line D-line. is likeliest to be upgraded in the first round. That's going to do it for this edition of Inside the Birds. Next week, Billy Osborne, I'm sure, will be back with us. We're going to hit free agency hard, brother. We will hit free agency in the combine very hard. So for Adam Kaplan, I'm Jeff Mosher. Thanks for listening. This has been Inside the Birds.